grounded. He woke. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Masters Thursday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. You know, I really should have this down, you know, on the... Not off my phone. Yeah, it'd sound a little better. It still gives you chills. Maybe it wouldn't sound like we were in our garage. (laughs) No other way to get this happening. I'm disappointed ever since I've changed the ringtone to to that. Because I, I forget that I have it on here, and I always change it this uh, this time of year. And nobody's called me since I've had it on. <laughs> I'm like, come on, call me. Quit texting me. Call me. Oh, well. I bet you were in a good mood. I love the Masters. I know you do. I woke up this morning thinking, this game's going to be in a great mood today. Uh, except for except for the fact that we're just you know going to have a bad show. <laughs> That's the perfect timing for that promo before we went on air. You know, other than that, we're just going to mail it in and have a bad show. I, got, I am in a great mood. The Masters is underway. We'll get you a leaderboard check. Mike Weir? What? Anyway, he's tied for the lead. It's early. Mike Weir, Scott Stallings. I love the overreaction today. At about noon, people, did you see what so and so did? He's gonna go playing on Sunday, playing like that. Come on, it's just Thursday. Some guy named Moronk. Don't know who that is. Kevin Kiz, the Kisner, Louis King Louis, is one under. Keith Mitchell is one under. Fat Pat is one under. There's your boy. And Sahith Tigala is one under. There are some even pars out there. Jason Kokrak, Taylor Gooch, Russell Henley. Larry Mize playing the 87 champ, playing in his final master. Sergio Garcia, did you see Sergio Garcia's hat yesterday in the par three? No. Oh, my gosh. I had it on. I didn't. So it was like a light pink trucker-style hat with the rope. You know, the rope? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. The rope was black. The hat itself was light pink, and it said azalea in black oh yes i did catch Dude, that that was a sweet hat i caught that i thought i thought to myself what is that what does it say and then when he got azalea. right into the in front of oh, the camera my gosh yeah if anybody has any last minute christmas idea for me i've got an idea i want my boss frank shirley right <laughs> except i want one of those master's hats i um like sergio was wearing i'll have to show you this hat you you do not apply to this hat. You wouldn't want this hat. But it was the same style like that. Mm-hmm. And on the front in fancy lettering, it said uh, it says Girl Dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sent that to my wife. I said, Father's Day. Yeah, I don't want that one. I don't need – I mean, that, that would be kind of weird. No, I, I don't think – I don't think uh, that would apply. Yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> anyway, Masters is underway. We'll keep you updated. Uh, we'll talk about it in the next segment as far as uh, give you another leaderboard check. Uh, today seems to be like the day to shoot a good one. Uh, it's going to be warm. The, the wind so far is 
pretty minimal. So maybe the best day of scoring all week is going to be right here, right off the bat in round one at Augusta National. The rains tomorrow and Saturday for sure are uh, kind of looming out there ominously. So we'll see what happens at the end of the day today. Coming up on the show, a little bit of Major League Baseball talk. Man, that pitch clock seems to be working. I, I read off those stats yesterday. We can do it again today as far as how it's changed the game a little bit, speeding it up and changing the way it's played. Um, it seems like the game is starting to move backward, which in my opinion is a great thing for it to be played like it used to be to be played. Why we fell in love with the game, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, my new hat came in. My new Brewers cap. My Brewers are rolling, baby. <laughs> Through six <laughs> games, the best record, and they're tied for the best record in the National League. Did you see what uh, happened yesterday at the end of the game? The rookie, Mitchell, hit a walk-off home run. And then he did something afterwards in the, uh, like talking to the media that I don't know that I would advise. And I'll just ask you if you would do such a thing. For the Brewers? Yes. I did not see this. Yeah. The Masters stuff coming up. Spring football changes provo- proposed by Hugh Freeze. think it's interesting. One, uh, Bob Stoops has made his opinion known, and he agrees wholeheartedly with what uh, Hugh Freeze has put it, come up with. And then the Thunder control their own destiny still with two games left, but it got harder after last night. I'll tell you what happened. Joel Embiid, we'll go ahead and give him the old MVP trophy. I knew William would be listening. William will not be happy with my choice of teams, but that's just the way it goes. Me and you can um, then. Me and you can root for the same team this weekend. You can now. You have a rooting interest for the Rangers because they play the Cubs. That's right. There you go. I mean, I, let's be honest. Do we really think the Brewers are worried about the Cubs? <laughs> Here's. The, yeah, that's didn't take do, long do for not, me to do you not start feel trash guil- talking. Do you not feel guilty about trash talking on the radio to somebody that can't talk trash back? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will. Yeah. You can text all he you want. You can text but- all you want, but we don't have to read them. <laughs> all right, 225, speaking of that text line, 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, there are a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com, or you can download the app. The Paragon app has it all. Radio, Penny News. Go pick up a free copy of the Penny News. It's out everywhere right now at your favorite local newsstand. Also, Big Elk and Paragon TV when that's rolling, and, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. Uh, you mentioned some other places. KADSAM.com has it. iTunes has it. Apple or uh, Amazon Music. Amazon Music has I, it. I frequent that a lot, so I was really pleased that um, our uh, our webmaster hooked that up. Android. It's available. Android. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Just another popular one. We're cool. You know you're cool when you're back on when you're on Spotify. Same place uh, Joe Rogan experience is on. Well, there right? you are. You, you got to be right there. So. So you can find us got anywhere. Feeling, got a feeling they won't censor us. Or, uh, You'd like to think if that they let maybe Joe Rogan, yeah. the word skinny isn't going to offend anybody on oh, Spotify. Apparently it does on Facebook. <laughs> real. All right. So uh, how are you today, Jared? I'm good. I'm real good. Another cool start. 
had a man. We had practice last night. It was cold, but man, thank God it wasn't windy. Because we would have, I would have said, guys, pack it up. We're not doing this tonight. Another cool start this morning. But it's supposed to get nice this weekend, right, for Easter? Yeah, it's it's going to be very nice. I'm looking forward to the Easter egg hunts. I think I might do some more grilling, hang out outside as much as I can while while we got this weather. So look, you got big Easter plans? I know we're going to do a show tomorrow, Good Friday. So be a good show. Thankfully, since this one's not going to be. <laughs> it's going to be crap. I we might you. have the same problem tomorrow, though. That's a problem. Yeah, we'll uh, get a little Easter egg dying party at the house tomorrow. It's a good idea. With nieces and Wyatt. And there's some. Uh, there's an Easter parade because, you know, alumni weekend mm-hmm. at Sayre is yeah. always on the Easter weekend. So we'll, we will go to the um, parade on Saturday morning. And then we will, as soon as that is over, it'll be time to hit the links at the alumni tournament over in Sayre. Speaking of Will, he'll be my partner. That's why I need to kind of ease up on the trash talk. Got to have him in fine form, in his best form. He might suddenly get the shanks on you. Yeah. All of a sudden, the old big, the old big driver starts leaking right a little bit. <laughs> make, uh, you, make you carry him. We'll be playing golf. And, of course, the Masters on, and that'll be – even even while we're playing, obviously, and I kind of focused on that as well, especially if the guys that I want to be in the hunt are in the hunt, then it becomes even more um, – becomes even harder to, to concentrate on what you're doing, uh, trying to see, to see the shots and keep up with the leaderboard as we're playing. But, no, that, it's, it's always – Easter is always an, an awesome, awesome time, um, obviously, with what it means as well uh, for Sunday and um, – and so, yeah, we, have, we always have a, a really nice time over the Easter weekend. What about you? Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, Saturday, just we're going to go the Easter egg hunt. And um, I want to cook out. So I have some family over. So I want to cook some lunch. And and then Sunday, you know, do do the Easter thing with my wife's family, go to the go to church. And uh, I've been put in charge to make dinner. Here's the challenge. So, Jared, make us dinner, Easter dinner. On your flat grill. I said, what do you want? Said, you figure it out. I can't do burgers every time. So I got I to think of something, right? You got any tips? Let me know. I've done I've done fajitas. I've done both meat and chicken. I've done fried rice. I've, so you got any ideas? I'm all ears. So nothing major. That's about it. Not doing a lot of traveling or anything like that. And just playing on watching a lot of the Masters. Yeah, I got the. Uh, Hopefully, got, do it on my back porch if it's nice enough. Outside. I've got hams to cook for Saturday. My, my sister always has a big group of, of family. Kind of the the tournament eliminates me from a lot of that, unfortunately. But I'd still go ahead and cook the ham that they can enjoy uh, during that time. So uh, it's going to be fun. Um, so tonight, biggest game since the COVID year for Thunder basketball. Oklahoma City with two games remaining on their regular season schedule. They were out. They are out in Utah in Salt Lake City to take on the Jazz. The Thunder, if they win both games, will be in the play-in tournament. They control their own destiny, even though they've hit a little bit of a rough patch here down the stra- down the stretch, four and six in their last ten, which has put them in a precarious spot, especially after last night. With the Dallas Mavericks overcoming an 11-point halftime deficit to knock off the Sacramento Kings 
123-119. Kyrie Irving was incredible in the fourth quarter with 16 of his, what, 31. Um, it, it was a game that at halftime it, it was looking really good for the Thunder, really good. And then Dallas came out and, and was able to, to turn that thing on its head. And so Dallas and Oklahoma City are in a tie for the last play-in spot. Good news is for the Thunder, they own the tie break, so if they end up tied, doesn't matter. Oklahoma City will make it into the play-in game. Problem is they've got to win both games. If they don't, if they split, then you got to hope um, that Dallas loses again and even Utah loses again because Utah would move into a tie or a, a, at least in the loss column with the Thunder if Utah can knock off Oklahoma City tonight. Thunder lost three straight for that 4-6 over the last 10. It, it's it's still an interesting spot for Oklahoma City, Jared. With this young team, it's not a playoff game, but it might as well be tonight. And, and it kind of has been over the last week and a half or so, knowing where they sit, knowing um, what they needed to do. And I think as great as it's been and as surprising as it's been for Oklahoma City to have the season that they've had, I also think now that you're getting into these situations where you have to win the game, that's ma- the result is all of a sudden magnified beyond anything we thought it was going to be going mm-hmm. into the year. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see that there's some pretty major flaws with this team that still have to be fixed in order to be one of those teams that really truly contends for like a home court uh, seed in the Western Conference. Is it weird that that's kind of comforting for me? Oh, sure. Because you never saw it coming. Like it's it's hard for me to get real mad if they lose tonight and right. don't make the play in, right? Because I didn't think they had any chance to be here anyhow, right? And to see these flaws and pressure pressure situations, yes, a lot of that's due to youth, and you know, a lot of youth on this team. But it, it kind of like okay, now we're exposing some things that we need to address in the off season, whether it be through the draft or acquisitions, otherwise, or stuff to work on in summer league, and then really make a push for next year. It's kind of weird and comforting, but I still want to get into the postseason for the fact of that youth experiencing the postseason atmosphere, win or lose. So, obviously still rooting for them to win, despite the flaws that we're seeing, because uh, you know, any more games than anyone else is playing is a bonus. So, And that is what it is. That's all I'm looking at it is. I still have always been wholeheartedly approaching this season as whatever happens in the good is, is a bonus. And um, so if they can get into the playoffs, I'm like, all right, that's great, bonus. Bonus games. I love it. But the process is still a process that we're working through to get to that very high level of winning and competing uh, for titles and championships, which I think is coming sooner than later. But, um, yeah, so tonight's a big game, huge game, very winnable game, and I think they know that, and um, they got to keep that. What do we got? Hang on. Breaking to all of us. And today is Masters Thursday. Tiger Woods now driving. Sorry, Jerry. I'll allow uh, that interruption. We had to interrupt you with the opening tee shot. Totally get it. Of his 25th Masters. And look at all those. One Tiger Woods. His last question mark? Last time he wins? Question mark? Wow. An early tee pickup, which normally signifies it's right down the middle. Down the middle. And it is. Nice so roll. Tiger Woods right Good down the middle. Right. Good deal. Good deal. 
Do we got to do that for every shot now? For we might. <laughs> we might. We might do that for every shot <laughs> as we move along throughout the day. Well, back to my point. Um, big game tonight. I'm curious. Uh, you know, it's on the road. No, the, Utah. Or they haven't been eliminated either, have they? No. Without looking, not sure what the. I'm not sure. No, for sure not. Because if, them, if the Thunder, Thunder lose them all, Mavs, Mavs lose them all, so and Utah wins, they'll be there. There's essentially three teams for one spot that's at right. this point. That's right. So that's what it is. So they're playing for something too, and it's going to be going to be um, loud and crazy there at Salt Lake City. They're without their big guy. Yeah, Walker Kessler not he's, on the he's floor. He's not on floor the floor. Tonight. So, um, we'll see what happens. Very curious though for Memphis as it did. Um, did Milwaukee wrap up the one last night with yes, the win? Did. So was Memphis going to shut it down on Sunday? Yeah, uh, they Memphis lost last night to New Orleans, and so now can they drop from two? If they lost both, and the Kings won both, they would have the same record. I don't know what the tiebreak is. They lost both in Kings. Yeah. If Memphis loses both games, Sacramento wins both games. They'd be tied. I'm not sure who wins the tiebreaker. Denver has clinched the number one seed in the Western Conference. So they cannot get to Denver. I said Milwaukee. Milwaukee yeah, you meant, they played, but I, right, I meant, meant did that. Yeah, did, Milwaukee clinched number one overall seed. That's what they're playing for last night. That's right. So they're, um, they're going to be number one throughout the playoffs. Denver's number one in the Western Conference playoffs. They have that clinched. Um, now the question is Memphis and, and, and Sacramento and who owns that tiebreak. And what was that crazy theory? You're th- who would Memphis, if the playoffs started today, get, pair up against? It'd be one of the play-in one teams. One of the play-in teams. But if they dropped a three. Then you get the Kings. I, I, I'm sorry. If you got if you dropped a three, right now you get Golden State. They probably don't want to drop to three. No, 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 no. No, you'd rather have any of Lakers, Pelicans, Wolves, Thunder out uh, uh, ahead of that. The point to this is everyone's just chalking up the uh, game on Sunday as a win because Memphis will be resting players on Easter Sunday. I don't – I wouldn't – I'm not just saying that. I don't think that's going to – I well, don't think that's 100%. That's what I'm trying to say. Is it very likely? Sure. But if there's a scenario where they go, guys, we got to win this game or we got to open up the the playoffs against the Warriors. Okay, so they play at the Bucks. Tomorrow. Memphis, that is. Okay, who are the Bucks playing now? You know, Chris Middleton re-aggravated a knee last night. Does that get them even more squeamish? I think they've already ruled Giannis out. Just a, of, for rest? Yes, and, and protection <laughs> of from being hurt. <laughs> that should be rather than a new... <laughs> a new uh, freight. Did not play. Coach's decision. Rest. Injury. Injury. Protection. protection. Yes. <laughs> So that's we know that Giannis is out on um, on Friday. So you know, it, I think that's right. I, th- I think people would much rather be if you're Memphis, you'd much rather be the two playing a play-in team, even if it is the Lakers, because the Lakers have been rolling before last night. You could kind of see that loss coming and scheduled loss against the Clippers. The Clippers have been off four days. Lakers on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, you know, the Westbrook factor, which Russ came out on fire in the first quarter, and then the the Clippers just kind of cruised home uh, from there to defeat the Lakers. So, yeah, just last night's 
last night's win by Dallas really kind of makes it iffy to me. Yeah. I just with the way the Thunder have been playing, which isn't hasn't been great, it just feels kind of like they're going to come up short, which a week or two ago, if you'd have told me that, I'd have thought you were crazy. Uh, you know, we we talked about it. do they have a better chance of being in the playoffs than in than was, missing than was, missing the play in. Yeah, before this little slide, there was a they were pushing for that. But as the games have gotten more important, as the teams have gotten more focused on them, you see flaws, right? And, and there's some obvious ones there. So the Dallas that, thing, the thing that's always concerned me, even though they're already, in, I was early on this bandwagon of the trade for Kyrie, the pairing with Luca. Is it a failure? And I was very early on it. Now, I think there's still still a lot of disappointment, but there's always that chance of Kyrie doing what Kyrie did last night. Oh, he was awesome. You know what I mean? He was he's awesome. Still a lot, superstar. He's oh, still same thing. And, and here, here's the, here's the thing. I'm tired. I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing that this is all Kyrie's fault. What yeah. a, where's where, Luca is the most Teflon player in the league. <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's just because everybody wants him to be the superstar. Because everybody, you know, coming in, he was a little bit of. I mean, people that had seen him knew that okay, this guy's going to be really good. But there, there's it just seems like there's this we're smarter than you about Luca because we thought he was going to be good draft night mm-hmm. from a lot of the people that pay attention to the league, and therefore they protect him. I mean. You want to talk about the least criticized guy in basketball, Luka Doncic. And what has he done to deserve that? Wine to the refs a lot. I mean, uh, that, did you see last rubs night? Rubs a lot of people the wrong way. No, I just score De'Aaron Fox. He, he just ripped De'Aaron Fox's arm off going down the lane, gets called for a foul, and he starts jumping up, whining to the refs. And De'Aaron Fox is looking at him like, come on, bro. <laughs> just, just, your, your handprint is on my arm. <laughs> You don't think that was a fact? I mean, you know, it's just it was so funny just to see like the the eye roll from De'Aaron Fox going, "Are you serious, Clark?" Yeah, come on. That's man. why. I, yeah, but you're right. And he, so he gets a lot of he does a lot of passes on this. I think so too. Okay, so <laughs> Thunder win two, you're in. Win one of two, you need the Mavs to lose. Lose them both, you probably have no chance uh, to make the play in game. Hugh Freeze. Now we mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday. He has a really interesting idea to enhance the spring football experience. His idea is to go through spring ball, and then instead of playing yourself in a spring game, he wants to play like another in a smaller in-state school. So, like for instance, now that he's at Auburn, let's play UAB or let's play Troy or somebody like that yeah. as the spring game. Uh, head coach Bob Stoops, or former head coach Bob Stoops of Oklahoma, has glommed onto this and, and agrees wholeheartedly that he thinks it's a great idea um, to be to be just to be able to get away and hit somebody else a little bit. Uh, what do you think? I think this is something that's that seems pretty simple to get accomplished. That would really kind of make a difference. I think. Love it. I I love the idea for the fans. I think it it would, you know, there's always the 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 brag is such a weak flex for me we got the most fans at the spring game this year give them a reason to really come you know watch i think it'd be great for the fans for both you know both fan bases do a you know it doesn't have to be the same team you're scrimmaging every year just do a home and home okay this year oh you would go to auburn next year auburn would come to norman but the the takeaway is or the like darn we don't get a spring game at home this year 
It only happens every Yeah, I don't think year. that's the idea. What's the idea? It's to play Tulsa. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to be big schools playing big schools. Oh, then I don't like the idea. It, it, no, <laughs> it's it's not. It, it's going to be. Does does a small school really want to subject themselves to that? Hell yes. It'll be the biggest thing they do all year. You don't think but UCO I'm in, I'm wouldn't want to like, travel down to Norman for a spring game? Hell yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, God, there's a reason these guys weren't recruited by the big dogs. I don't want to get them hurt. But is there still – okay, would the quarterback still wear a blue jersey? I don't know how the – I don't know the rules of the game. <laughs> but either way, I mean, it's a, it's a way better idea than just to play yourself. Because, you know, I guarantee you they'll have the blue jersey on if you play yourself. Yeah, oh, yeah. Would I? And that's the thing we've always said, like, the beginning of high school season – first game's like all right finally these guys have been wanting to hit someone else other than their own teammates you can see that a little earlier this with this mm -hmm. again i'm all about it yeah it's they, i mean it's you're not going to see a&m and ou or arkansas and osu no no no, no that's not what's going to happen but it gets you a way to play to i mean way more people would be interested in watching oklahoma play tulsa than they're going to be watching oklahoma play oklahoma yeah, they just will be. It's just, and it, you know, you, you see this in the NFL with those joint practices ahead of, you know, in, in the in the in the uh, training camps, maybe even ahead of of one of their uh, preseason games where they get together, and and that's the reason that's always given. They're tired of hitting each other. They're tired of fighting each other, and then inevitably. You see somebody rip somebody's helmet off every year in one of those joint practices, just yeah. because they're just tired of. And, and ready to see somebody else. I think it's a great idea. Uh, uh, we'll see if it happens. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they, they talked to, you know, Trent Dilfer is the coach at UAB now. Hmm. And they asked him, would you want to go play Alabama in the spring? And he was like, are you kidding me? What do you think? 100%. Please. That, just the exposure that it would create. And, and maybe in a weird way for the bigger schools – it also might create a little exposure for some guys they might be looking to add <laughs> yeah. through that transfer portal as well. So maybe it's one of those things that uh, you open up Pandora's box and it may not work out as well for the smaller schools as they think. I never know. Let's try it. Yeah, but I, I just think it, it would just create so much more of a buzz if there was an – even though it's a, a smaller opponent, it's an actual different opponent mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to – create some kind of score system that nobody understands in order to try to make the game somewhat competitive or some yeah. and somewhat you know intriguing with the way that those things happen. I always hated that score. Just just do touchdowns and extra points and field goals and be done with it. Yeah, just have the ones versus the twos. Was it? I mean, it's what you do in practice anyway. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if that happens. Could be a some kind of a, another in, a, an extra added layer of spring football coming up in the future. Give you a double barrel Masters leaderboard update. Not only from the tournament, but also we had a pretty good group here uh, playing the fantasy game with us, Jared. How many did we get in there? We even failed to mention that at the top. I think there was 29. Well, that's pretty good for last minute. Yeah. I'll tell you for sure. Even got 28. a prize. 28. 28. Of you playing? It's great. 
everybody must have the same couple of guys because it's it's early. You get points for like birdies and hole outs, stuff like that. Uh, you've got 282 Driller with seven points. Jeremy has seven. Who did they pick? Kiz. Kevin Kisner is where everybody's getting seven points from. John Green. Coach Green. Coach Green's got his points from Taylor Gooch. Former OSU product. Now live golfer. So it's not just Kiz that's getting the points. But anyway, a, uh, a Sayre National t-shirt on the line. It'd be cool. Augusta National, Sayre National. Perfect, right? Maybe not in the same category because they don't have the same number of holes. But the shirt's cool. We we actually commented on them seeing them there on, uh, yeah. on, a Friday, or on a Monday. Yeah, they looked real good. Will says, watch out for Mito Pereira. He played good at Tulsa last year in the same kind of weather that's coming on over the weekend. That's a good point. Very good point. Tiger did not make that birdie putt, but he did tap in for par. Jeremy's got Gooch. So Gooch and Kiz. Taylor Gooch and Kevin Kisner are the ones scoring the points so far here at the Masters. Leaderboard update, Scott Stallings, Adrian Moronk, Kiz, Fat Pat, Sahith Tagala. Seamus Power. Did you see what he did yesterday? No. Seamus Power made two. He made back-to-back holes in one. Oh, really? And what's crazy is that's like the third or fourth time that's happened at the par three contest. You would have thought, oh, my gosh, that's got to have never have happened. When they show you you the stat or just the one stat, how many hole-in-ones, you know, have been hit during the par three, and then how many, like, in – each year there's mm-hmm. so many this year and i'm like man that is a crazy amount of, of hole in ones each and every year right so how many were there yesterday did did you say uh gosh two from power tom hoagie had one scotty scheffler had one bubba had one five or six and who won it tom hoagie okay so he's not gonna win the masters it's never happened before That's right tiger flares it in the bunker off two Trying to hook it around the corner. His hook looks a lot like mine. A soft cut. So those are the guys that are leading. It's very, very early here in the Masters. You got five. There it was. Five. Yeah. Two from Power, one from Scheffler, one from Bubba, and one from Tom Hoagie, who was the champion. Um, I think we got to see, you know, that, that that's something. That they kept on referencing the par three. And how how much different it is now than it was. I mean, they changed the course. I think they said it took like 99 days to change the first five holes there at the par three course this year. Way, way, way less trees, opened it up, reconfigured some holes so that they can get more people in there to watch it mm-hmm. because it's kind of taken on a life of its own over the past couple of decades. It started out as just kind of a friendly thing to do to, to – get everybody's mind off of it now it's become this huge thing that people want to go see and that the players seem to really enjoy you know there, there was only like eight or ten that didn't participate yesterday that are in the tournament um tiger didn't for obvious reasons uh as far as health you know the, the less that he can be on that that leg the better uh, phil didn't probably for obvious reasons that he's trying he's really 
to his credit, trying to keep to himself and not become a distraction to the tournament because of the live golf stuff. And there's some others that didn't play as well. But um, it's it's cool to see those guys get out there in that that atmosphere and and be that relaxed. I can I can just imagine that it is. Aside from seeing the golf course itself, if you were there, I think the practice round ticket on on Wednesday is becoming a fan favorite because of the way that those guys have embraced that competition as a family event. You know, everybody's kids rolling around or, or dad or mom, you know, whatever it might be. It's just really – it's it's another thing that just makes the Masters so much – so special and so much different than any other golf tournament on earth. Yeah, it's fun to watch yesterday, and I'm soft-hearted, like watching the kids doing the thing, and then, you know, the, the parents, the dads – graciously give up their scorecards so their kid can take a putt uh, you know, well i mean let's not that. let's not kid ourselves they all know what you said that stat when you said well tom ogie's not winning the masters they all know that that nobody's ever won the bar three <laughs> and won the tournament superstitious thing. oh you know it yeah you know it i mean and you can you can actually kind of see them all try on the first shot because they all want to make a hole in one right like, and then as soon as that's over and it doesn't go in, it's like, all right, uh, you know, JT's picking dudes out of the crowd to come and putt. I mean, how cool would that be? Oh, yeah. He actually said, they asked him, uh, you know, why did you do that? And he actually referenced when he was a kid, the one time he went to the tournament, he saw, I can't remember who he said it was, but he saw somebody, one of the pros, do that, pick pick a kid out of the crowd. And he, and he talked yesterday about – how jealous he was of that kid and how bad he wanted that to be him you know and so now he does that for another uh child able to to give them a thrill of an absolute lifetime getting out you know hitting a putt for justin thomas you know that that is just so incredibly cool i'd be shaking like a leaf in the wind uh, oh my gosh oh my goodness yeah but 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 you're right though the the family aspect of it is the crowd's cool because you know i think it is becoming a a must-see thing there outside of actually, you know, watching the tournament on Sunday. But the crowd, you know, when you see the kids do it and the kids, yeah, sure, it takes them five times to putt it in, but they do. The crowd's like, yay, just really encouraging. and It's neat. How about Siwoo Kim? His his caddy was his wife. His wife is a pro golfer. Oh. And she got up there and hit it to like a foot on number nine. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, I always lose. <laughs> you know, this, this is nothing different for me. She always beats me. Um, and so that, you know, that was a, an extra little added thing. And you get a little bit more insight too, when, um, with the interviews with, you know, you don't get that during the middle of a round, obviously, but they get them almost between shots and getting, Hey, how's, how you doing? How's your week going? And just kind of more of a human feel to these guys where they're kind of relaxed and open up a little bit more during interviews. Yeah. And Curtis Strange talked about how, you know, he liked to, to, he didn't play much in the par three when he was competitive because he he viewed that as a time to really kind of charge your batteries and rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about, you know, some of them would actually use the par three to try to sharpen things up from a, you know, wedge perspective or even some putts. And they asked Rory, like, you know what, do you get anything out of this? And he said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> as far as for the tournament, now, you know, he said, "Yeah, uh, absolutely nothing. This doesn't do me any good for tomorrow, but it's you know it's awesome, and you, I want to do it every single year. You know, he wasn't downgrading it as an event, just as a way to try to prepare mm-hmm. for the tournament. Uh, but it's just one, another one of those 
those awesome traditions that that just it it just makes the Masters so special. What in your mind is a success this week for Tiger Woods? Well, get to Sunday. I mean, make the cut. I'm just being real realistic here. We, you know, we talked off air about how he's looking right now, walking. Or, I mean, you didn't even tell me how he finished that first hole. <laughs> I'm not watching it like you are, but you're telling me, oh, he looks good walking right here. He's, he picked up the ball. And, and, you know, and if there's no delays, which I hope there's not with the weather, and he can get through today just fine. And you're right, today's going to be the day to have a really low score because tomorrow and Sunday or uh, Saturday might be inflated and even Sunday with the weather. But just make the cut. See what happens Saturday, and just hope he doesn't withdraw on Sunday like he did um, at uh, last uh, in, in Tulsa. So we'll see what happens. But that—that's me. That's I'm just being realistic. The easy answer is say win the whole damn thing. But it's come on, let's be realistic here. Make the cut. Wear, yeah. wear red on Sunday. Weather is the the weather is not his friend if it does what it looks like it could do. With his, with the tee times that he's drawn, he'd have been much. He would have much rather had afternoon today, morning tomorrow, to hopefully get all thirty six of his holes in before maybe Something the rain would in. cause a delay. Um, it it just it's hard it's hard to see no matter how well he's hitting it because of the endurance problems that he obviously has and we, and, and we we haven't seen anything to the contrary right. Um, especially in these bigger in these major tournaments it almost doesn't matter how well he's playing if he is forced to play 27 holes in one day it's just hard to see him being able to compete and so yeah I I think make the cut and see what happens would be would be a huge accomplishment for him again uh, just by making the cut at this golf tournament the one thing the, the one thing that always though is a little bit different here is that it is here. And the experience that he has around this golf course is a massive, massive advantage in knowing how to play. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and so if it was, if, if the forecast was you're just going to have to play 18 holes every day and you could guarantee it, I think my expectations might go up just a little. Not, not clear to the be in the chase on Sunday, I'm not going to get there because we haven't seen him be able physically to to even get close to doing that. But because it is at Augusta, and by all by all accounts, his game is is good. Maybe you know to be around on Saturday wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. And then as it wears on, maybe you're not, uh, you know, then then he kind of starts to fade away. But but with with what it looks like, the weather's going to be. I think you're right. Making the cut and just seeing what happens. Just, just let's see what happens after making the cut. That, that's that would be the first, um, first thing that that would need to happen. So uh, it's uh, maybe a, a tough break for him weather-wise this year. The tournament has started, so now I want to ask you: if you had the ability to wave your magic wand, and I want I want this to be realistic. What would be your last three pairings on Sunday? Um, the reason I say realistic, like if, if it was me 
and you said, okay, what is your dream pairings on Sunday? Mm-hmm. My dream, my dream pairing would be Tiger and Freddie in the final group. Okay, that's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that that would be my dream pairing. But but as far as what might and possibly could happen, what what do you want to see going into the last you know the last three groups? If you could wave your wand, what would you want to see on Sunday? If I'm being realistic, and then I'm I'm going to be rooting for myself, I'd I'd want to see. First off, I want to see Scheffler for the storyline of trying to repeat. Then for the local flavor, I'd love to see Hovland get in there and try to burst through that ceiling, break through, uh, win this major, and um, you know then that talk of okay, look at this young guy. He you know kind of like how Jordan Spieth came through. And um, I had a third guy in mind. And it escaped my head. Do I have to give you three? I mean, you're you're going, you're doing half the assignment. I'm talking about pairings. I'm talking about six dudes, like this oh, group, man. this group, this group. So, like for instance, here six I'll tell you what guys? I did. So, if if I if it was up to me, the third or the second to last pairing on Sunday would be Scheffler because of that reason trying to win back-to-back, mm-hmm. paired with Xander Shoffley, trying to win it, trying to win his first yeah. major. And he just hit an awesome chip from left of the green. He's going to make a birdie on two. So it'd be Scotty and, and, and Xander in the second-to-last group. The next-to-last group, I'd like to see Rory and John Rahm. Yeah, that I was thinking of Rory. I think that's yeah. a comfortable pairing for them. The Ryder Cup teammates – I think that's a good pairing for those two. And then in the last group, I would like to see Justin Thomas and Jordan Speed. Best friends, comfortable pairing. I excluded – when I first thought of this question, I immediately went, went, okay, one PGA guy, one live guy. Right. But I excluded the live guys. I don't want to see them do well this, this time. Maybe next year, but not this time. But go back to your question. Realistically, though, which one of those live guys could be there? Bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, I know ob- we don't want to see it, but. Obviously, Kepka's playing really well, winning twice in six tries, one last week on that live tour. Patrick Reed's one under through five. Uh, Sergio Garcia's one under through six. And then it's, you know, it's it's weird. When I started looking down the list, I already had Jason Day in my mind as a, as a dark horse, right, for yesterday's picks. Mm-hmm. Then I started actually looking down the list of who was outside the top 25. You know who you could have had? Dustin Johnson. Yeah. I mean, that seems unfair as a dark horse, right? <laughs> because, But, I mean, is does anybody really think it's out of the realm of possibility no. for Dustin Johnson to go oh, in there and win in again? Our, in our contest, I put him on there. In our skinny our, – on, our on, the, on the fantasy thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not unrealistic at all. So, you know, there's there's always you know, those those are the names I think that you would kinda kinda have there uh from that from that live tour that would have a possibility of being in the you know, would obviously wouldn't be surprised if any of those guys were right in the mix when we get to the, the final round on Sunday or, or Monday or whatever it actually happens. So nobody let's see, da 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 Moronk, Adrian Moronk has now reached two under. And a bunch of guys at one under is starting to see some guys filter onto the back nine in their first round here at the Augusta National. First round of the Masters. 
little poke flavor at the top of the leaderboard as the name you just mentioned, Jared, Mr. Victor Hovland. Big Victor Eagle on number two. He has a share of the lead with Adrian Moronk at two under par early on here in the first round of the Masters. So Victor Eagle's number two and just laces it down the middle of the fairway on the short par for third. So maybe we see Victor Hovland kind of set the set the standard out in front of everybody early on here at Augusta National. Tigers made two pars. Xander Shoffley with a birdie on two. So he's one under par as well. Early going here at Augusta. All right, Jared. Man, it sure seems like the changes that Major League Baseball has made, the pitch clock has done exactly what they were hoping it would do, and that is make games more enjoyable because of the quicker pace. They're averaging just a little over two and a half hours as opposed to a little over three hours. So far, seemingly so good for Major League Baseball here in the early going. Yeah, we touched on that. It it feels like it's speeding up the game and making it a little bit more entertaining. Um, we'll see if it lasts, though. I mean, we're what barely a weekend. Not even a Yeah, it's Thursday. A weekend. So let's see if, um, you know, is this just the result of uh, we're, we were happy with the way the World Baseball Classic went and our – our taste for baseball we still wanted more and we were getting it and we're paying attention and there's that still that hope of opening day and then our teams are doing good actually a weekend let's see what we if we're still talking about this i don't know mid-june yeah it, it almost feels like right now every single season it seems like the nba and the referees they always start out with some sort of directive like we're going to make this call more often this year whatever that might be and it starts out guns ablaze and they're calling a moving screen every three times down the floor <laughs> yeah. and then by the time you get to april and right before the playoffs and into the playoffs you're looking around going hmm wonder what happened to calling all those moving screens they kind of quit doing that right right do we think that the the pitch clock tapers off I, I really don't think so. I think they'll continue to do it because it is now – it's so weird to to see the graphics watching on TV, and you know good and well they have one in the stadium. So there's there's really no way to quit calling it, right? Because as soon as it gets to zero, it's to zero. Now, whether or not they start to give a little bit more lenience on a second here, a second there, but but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they're gonna, going to – get away from what the directive and what the goal was enough for it not to continue to at least work shortening the game times. Now, whether or not everybody continues to play baseball the way they're playing baseball right now, I talked about the, the stolen base attempts and, and, and steals in the first handful of days are double and, double and a half than what they were last year. Hopefully that part of it continues as well with the quick and pace. You know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I know one thing, it, it, it just sure does feel like baseball got this one right, at least here in the first few games. Yeah. So if they got this right, what do you want to see them get right next? 
I'm with you on the postseason stuff. Give us some afternoon World Series games. You know, open up the window of, of more viewership um, by doing that. You know, you got nothing going on Sunday afternoon. Let's play game three. You know, just an example. Stuff like that. You know, will they make – they've tried in the past to make different postseason changes, whether it be to expand the uh, the, the postseason participants, playing games, stuff like that. You know, maybe try to experiment with game times of, of postseason games and lower the damn ticket prices. <laughs> <laughs> well, that last one I'm afraid maybe wishful thinking. But uh, it's a good job by Major League Baseball, it feels like to me. Did you see what but, happened? In- but again, I'll say this. Ask me in June if I'm still entertained after my Rangers are 10 games below 500. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, then it kind of, okay, the interest kind of goes away when someone's team isn't as good as opposed to is good. But but right now, the, the, the returns are very positive. See what happened yesterday in my Brewers game? No, you mentioned on top. No. I. What happened? Okay, so Garrett Mitchell is a rookie for the Brewers, 24 years old. He hits a walk-off home run to sweep the Mets, 7-6. to six. Oh, the lowly Mets. After it's over, he mentions in the post-game interview, he said, yeah, I always do the cool stuff when my wife's not here watching. <laughs> rookie mistake. <laughs> well, here's the deal. His wife turned out to be a uh, a professional softball player. Oh. Her last name is Rouse, played at Oregon. Haley, Haley, Haley Cruz, Haley Cruz, Haley Cruz. And she immediately takes to Twitter and just starts lambasting him about, okay, Brewers fans, I'm never coming to the park again, da-da-da-da-da. So, yeah, rookie mistake to say the least when giving credit to your walk-off home run for your wife not 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 being there. Oh, man. Is that a move you would have made? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. It does not feel like a positive development around the Mitchell house. Because come bedtime, she might go, ah, I'm going to leave. Go ahead and give yourself credit. John Rahm is pulling an Ernie Els on number one. Remember Ernie Els a couple years ago? He like seven putted. Oh, no. John Rahm has now struck the putter three times and has still got oh. a little teaser. So you John Rom fans, it's going to be at least double bogey on number one. That's what I get for picking him in my fantasy. Tapped there. her in. So a four putt for John Rom and number one for a double bogey. Ouch. Now speaking of my Brewers, they are tied for the best le- best record in the National League, along with the Bravos. Both teams five and one. How about my hat? I like my hat? I love your hat, by the way. My hat's pretty sweet. Forgot isn't to it? mention that on air. Yes. Very cool hat. And for the first time maybe in my life, I did not just crunch the bill. You and Scott on the text line got me talked into just kind of letting it work. It's not so much a, it's not a fashion statement. When you get a new hat and you see somebody with a new hat and it's a flat bill, it doesn't mean they intend it to stay flat forever. It naturally curves around your head. 
you and know you can still put your sunglasses on. That's what that's what sold me on this to be quite honest with you was the idea of the sunglasses because I know exactly what you are talking about when you crunch the bill down so much it's hard to get your your sunglasses to to stay and be comfortable. That's exactly right. I I I could not agree more with that. I had sunglasses on last night wearing them and and yes, it's so much more they just they just work better with your with your hat not completely crunched up on the bill. Uh from the text line. You're not truly a husband yet till you stick your foot in your mouth on the regular. I couldn't agree with that anymore. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, we'll wrap the show this way. By wishing my lovely bride a happy birthday. Happy birthday to Kara. Another year more beautiful. So. Very good. Happy birthday to Kara. Happy birthday, Kara. And you celebrated that last night? Yeah, we went out and ate last night. She's going to be, she's at some continuing education today. Oh, okay. So that's why we went ahead and ate the. It must have been a family only thing. It was. Just not doing much last night. It was. It was family. Just me, Kara, and Wyatt. (laughs) Well, very good. I had the brownie pie for you, Jared. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I thought, you know what? If Jared was here, he would want the brownie right. pie, so I'm going to do it. Good approach. Tiger stubbed it on number three. Had to. Yikes. It's not his foot, the problem, from 50 yards out. I'm just going to throw that out there. Everybody have a wonderful Thursday. Enjoy the Masters. We'll be back tomorrow. Right here on the Skinny on Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered.